everybody, ladies and gentlemen, for joining in and listening to Men of the Machine, a podcast where my best friend and I just beg and plead. We get down on our hands and knees, we reach up, we unbutton your pants, we unzip them for you, pull them down and just, you know, go hard on begging that you'll share this around and get it to people who need to hear it, which, as we all know, is Kevin Smith. We're trying to get this in his hands across his table, and it'll happen. Patrick at it's, least thinks it might happen. He, I, ooh, I don't know. Well, I have faith that it's definitely bound to to just come to fruition one day. So hold on, he, I got to introduce ourselves. I am, of course, your host Kevin Mills, along with my cohort. I tried to use this on the last recording. Cohort in crime or some nonsense. <laughs> Patrick Bartlett, I guess. There you go. Yeah, no, you got it. And uh, today we're going to be talking about Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, which is a relatively new show. It only had eight episodes, right? And it so yeah. it started like three months ago, and it's already over the first season. Yeah. yeah. What's the thing? So, it, it, well, yeah, we saw the first episode at Comic Con. That was before it actually debuted. So yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah, that was really cool because I went into that. I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know who Max Landis was walking into that and. They showed us the entire first episode and like this little funny thing with Elijah Wood and the and the main character who the guy who plays Dirk. I don't know the actor's name. Uh, Samuel Barnett. And this is his first time, like his first big lead role, right? I haven't seen him anything else. So probably. Yeah. Um, and they showed like a little funny thing of him saying that Elijah Wood was dead and he wasn't gonna. And that's why he couldn't make it. And they showed us the whole first episode, which hooked me. I would have probably looked right past it because it's kind of a really super quirky show. And uh, yeah, so I just finished the last episode yesterday. Me and my wife watched it. She's not as into it as I am, but she got a kick out of it. But I can guarantee you Patrick will know more <laughs> than I will. Ar- just Even though I just finished it and he finished it about a month ago, I will still be missing lots of spots, and that's where you come in. Otherwise, I would just sit here recording a podcast by myself going, oh, and then this thing happened? Oh, wait, what was... I? Well, anyways, it was really cool, and then people would not listen to me, and they would just not care what I had to say. I mean, what thing is, like, you feel like uh, the whole thing of you not knowing, because I remember... When we went to Comic Con, like there was like literally two panels that I was like, these are the two that we need to hit or something really fucking depressed. And I was like, number one was the Marvel Netflix panel, and number two was the BBC America panel because it was uh, Dirk Gently and Doctor Who, and also the Doctor Who spinoff class, which I haven't seen yet. I've heard things really good from people I know that have seen it. I haven't seen anything except for the clip they showed us. When did it come out? Hasn't it been out for a little bit now? Uh, probably at the same time that Gently did, but I don't know oh, if okay. I haven't seen it yet. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I actually followed, because I've been a Max Landis fan since Chronicle. Actually, no, actually before that, because he and I are almost exactly the same. I think he's like two years younger than me or something. Um, so like, I remember when he, because he did an episode of Masters of Horror with his father where he wrote uh, Dear Woman. And I was just like, holy fuck, like a guy who is my age just wrote a fucking massive fucking like tv show of like a bunch of like the best horror people ever and granted for like a hot minute i would just like i saw him on like imdb like basically like fucking around with his friends in the message board and shit i'm just like wow what a dick and the more i thought about it like i was like the more i thought about it i'm like in fairness if it was me like if you look at what i was doing on other message boards like where I'm, i'm not remotely famous like i was doing the same thing so really i can't say anything so that's why i eventually kind of when um when chronicle came out I was like, 
That was this his first like bro. big budget. Well, it wasn't even that big of a budget. No, it wasn't. That was his first like big budget quote unquote movie. But yeah, it's first major release, and like I fucking love Chronicle. Like to, to date, Never like Chronicle, it. it's one of my favorite superhero movies. Like, and the fact that it's like a fresh IP is like the hey, okay, yeah, Kevin. Also, you should watch it because like another one of the panels we did see was the Power Rangers uh, John Wick panel. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. And I remember that I said to you like after they uh, finished the Power Rangers trailer, I was like, so they they made Chronicle basically. I mean, like I'm not I'm, I'm not <laughs> mad at it, but I was just like, I was like. As I, and then tweet that Max Lenz put out that day where he was just like, he's like, so you get hired for a job, you write like a fun, like throwback, like action adventure movie, you get fired. Uh, two drafts later, they make Chronicle. <laughs> just like, I was just like, I feel like, like if I was him, it's like, I mean, if you wanted Chronicle, I could have given you Chronicle. I could have just given you that script again and put, change the names. But like, yeah, add two characters and here's a bad guy. Chronicle, yeah, done. <laughs> but yeah so like chronicle and then like i actually think i saw everything that was released um because i because he's like he's written a bunch of movies like american ultra um which Mr. i didn't Wright. see but it looked humorous it's okay um the one i actually like the best is the one that like everybody shit all over which i thought was insane um his directorial debut it's called me him her um it's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it. I mean, you, you should at least give it a watch. I mean, people might hate it. I don't know. Um, I liked it. Uh, Kevin Cardinal really liked it, and Kevin Cardinal is more critical than I am. So, like, I mean, it might just play to our sensibilities really well, but <laughs> I was just about to say, like, just because he's more critical doesn't mean because, like, sometimes the stuff he calls really good, and I listen to it, and I'm just like, I love everything, and then the <laughs> this is what you like. Like, so it, it, I'll give it a look. I'll give it a. I'll give you it. Should a it's good. I mean, that's that's my my whole thing is like. It's very rare that I'm like something that somebody loves, and I'm just like it's just utter crap. But like, mm. and just like there's like the other direction where it's like when people are like everyone tells me something is utter crap, I'm like I I still like it. Like I don't <laughs> that, care. That reminds me, I saw your Facebook. You liked uh, you might have just liked the page, not the post. But Mario Bros is getting a limited Blu-ray yeah. release thing. I was so <laughs> st- that movie's so good. I don't care no, what not. you say. It's fun. It's exciting. It's John Leguizamo at his finest. I love literally that everybody. Movie. Literally everybody involved with that movie hates that movie. <laughs> like, well, they don't even know. They don't even know. That movie killed Bob Hoskins and Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yeah, it probably did, didn't it? Well, that's not the point. I'm I really liked it, and I'm super stoked for. It. I don't buy movies, so they're not getting my money. Just just know that I'm excited about it. But yeah, no. Anyway, but yeah, like me, him, her, which was I thought it was phenomenal because I think actually I ended up selling Kevin on Max Landis. Uh, when we first became friends, because um, I knew he would like um, Death and Return of Superman, the first short film that he did, um, where basically he kind of goes through the Death and Return of Superman storyline in kind of a comedic sense. But it's still very true to what the comic was. And then, like, after that, I, I was just like, hey, do you want to see the sequel? Which is really the end game from the start. I wanted him to watch. Because the sequel was this thing that Max Landis did called Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, which I always recommend oh, everybody yeah, to watch. Oh, yeah, told me about that a bunch of times. I got to definitely see that. Yeah, because basically it's the best way I've ever seen anything to kind of – if you're trying to get somebody to, like, watch wrestling who doesn't watch wrestling, I feel like that's the best way to do it because it right off the bat is, like, he's even, like – when I say I like wrestling, the first thing is, like, people – like, it's, like, the two Mythbusters guys because it's basically a parade of his friends' cameos. And, like, um, it's like you know it's fake, right? And he's just, like, it's more real than any other TV show. It's, like, because it's literally every week people doing death-defying stunts – 
for your entertainment, like with no fucking cuts, like no, like there's no like trickery, like it's just it this literally just live. Like, this is happening right now. It's people, it's people killing themselves. Your entertainment. It's not like Game of Thrones or anything, yeah. which is awesome. I'm not saying anything against it, but as I'm saying, like he's just like the whole basically story. Basically, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a TV show about a wrestling show. It's not an athletic competition. Christ, it features an undead wizard. It's one of its most like like beloved characters. So clearly at no point was it like trying to be like, this is reality. <laughs> like <laughs> it's like getting mad at Game of Thrones with a dragon showing up. Like, yeah, I mean, they they told you it was fucking there was dragon eggs. Like what do you what do you fucking want to happen? Like um, <laughs> What did you expect? But yeah, so like I'm a really big Max Landis fan and um I was I follow him on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, everything. And um actually the thing is funny is I ended up uh, filming some of that Comic Con, uh, like right when he came out, um, I filmed some of that and put it on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And he actually retweeted one of them, like the one that whatever his reaction, whatever he's like, "Yay for Dirk Gently!" And he's just like, "Oh, thank God!" And he's just <laughs> like, "He's like my genuine reaction." Um, but yeah, like I was really big fans. Like I watched it being made through Snapchat because he was like basically posting kind of his progress while he was making it on Snapchat. So I was waiting for the show, and so that's what I'm saying. Like, as soon as um, they said, like, it was, like, a panel that was Doctor Who and Dirt Gently and also Class, um, I was like, well, I need to fucking see this. And it was just, like, Max Landis is going to be there. I'm like, I need to fucking see this. And I actually got to <laughs> I almost bumped into Max Landis, and that was exciting. I, I just was, like, so cavalier. I was just like, hey, that's Max Landis right there. And you're like, what? And you flipped your head around. Well, I think the best part of that is the moment that will be with me till I'm dead is like you were like you know who that is i'm like what and like i turn and it's like it's like max landis i don't know if you just heard his name or if you recognized me from when i asked the question at the panel we both turned around at the same time and he like waved to me and i was just like all right <laughs> <This> <laughs> like, my dreams my dreams are happening <laughs> right now but yeah like so yeah so like i was really really excited for it and like granted i mean as i said like it's, it's something that was basically aimed at me like a fan of his so obviously like it's it's very unlikely that he's, it's like that the show's gonna come out and be like yeah I don't like it like this is like I mean yeah, he's it so was, far so, so let me do my best to paint a picture of what the show's about without giving away huge spoilers which by the way they are coming spoilers are gonna be a plentiful last thing he actually even said like um it's actually kind of spoiler proof because literally anything you kind of say it's like it is kind of laid out in the show like it's kind of like true. You're just seeing it because like, they, they would show you the, basically the end and then just kind of move you to the beginning. Yeah. So like, yeah. really, there's no, there's no way to spoil anything. You just kind of like all that really does is like this, the the picture gets clearer as you go on. But I wouldn't say you really spoil anything because technically, it's not like there's revelations per se. It's just basically like they start you at the end and you just kind of slowly move to the beginning so that right. everything becomes clarification clearer. alert. You know, it's just we're just <laughs> letting you know it. But anyways. Uh, Dirk Gently, they don't really explain what he is very well, but he's a government test subject, I guess would be the best way to say that. Hold on. You can give me your Edgema corrections to quote. Well, no, I haven't read the books yet. (laughs) I haven't haven't read the books yet. I do kind of want to now. Um, The the vibe I got from both uh, Dirk and from, I think her name Frank? Um, the holistic assassin, the holistic assassin? detective. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, was that they're both basically like they're both definitely government experiments on like basically trying to like ex- like even though they're trying to like expand kind of intuition. 
and kind of make that more of a thing. Like, not necessarily full-blown psychic, but definitely, like, it, like, basically turn people's intuition into, like, almost, like, a precise instrument. Like, whereas, like, so, like, basically, Dirk always ends up eventually finding what he needs to to solve or his cases. Or the assassin never, nothing ever goes wrong, and she's always... Which exactly. There's a bunch, oh, my God. She, her, and whatever that black guy's name is, not the actual actor in the show, whatever his name is, um, they're my favorite characters. They're hilarious. But let me get there. So, uh, Dirk, yes, this government test, you know, is prototype of what they're going for. He, um... He meets Elijah Wood's character in, like, a hilarious way. He just ends up in his apartment after Elijah Wood witnesses... No, he doesn't witness a murder, but he comes upon a murder scene, gets fired from his job. It's this whole thing. Uh, And the whole show plays out as Dirk leading them somewhere where they don't know where it's going to end, but he knows it's the... It's going to solve the case. That's all Mm -hmm. he knows. Everything he does is just like, no, I feel like this is a good idea, and they go... Um, meanwhile, it mixes a bunch of different stories. There's the Rowdy Three, who's actually four guys. It's They were <laughs> hilarious in the show. Um, four guys who are like spiritual vampires. They kind of suck your emotions out, which uh, it plays into it because his sister has this fake disease. Not in the show, it's fake, but obviously it doesn't exist in real life, where she imagines, imagines something's happening and it becomes real to her. So, like, uh, at one point she has drumsticks and she looks down and all of a sudden they're knives and she cut her hands open. So, in her mind, obviously the pain's real, the blood's real, everything's happening, but when you look at her, it's just a person screaming. So, they become a huge part of the story together because I can't remember the quote, but something about when they they do that, like, vampiric thing to her spirit, it's like, it's like crack to them because it's a whole bunch of emotions at once because they do it at the grocery store the yeah. first time. Um, so there's the Rowdy Three. There's Frank the Assassin who is the exact same as Dirk, but instead of being a detective, she just kills people. And it always ends up being someone who's awful. Like there's a bunch of points in the show where she just randomly shoots someone and then you find out later like, oh, this person was a rapist or this person was a mass murderer or something. It's hilarious. And she has... I want to look up that guy's name, but I'm not going to worry about it now. The black actor um, <laughs> who she kidnaps and then throughout the show becomes friends with. And the ending's actually pretty touching and, and I really liked it. And then there's, who am I missing? There's the government agent and his like young ward who are supposed to be Friedkin. down. Friedkin was is played by Friedkin? Dustin Milligan yeah. from, the reason I remember his character name is A, because he's the director of The Exorcist, is William Friedkin. And B... No, the old movie? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, the, the, that's the, like, the, the guy who directed... That's my favorite that, horror movie ever. He's the director of that? No, he's a child. He, he would have oh. been not born. He's, like, my age. But I'm just saying oh. the name is Friedkin, so I remember that. But um, Oh, not but, yeah. the young guy. I was thinking the older guy. Oh, no, yeah, no. Um, But no, Dustin oh. Milligan plays the younger one. And, um, no, yeah, he, like, uh, so he, he was the lead of me, him, her. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's... that's yeah pretty cool that he's in this too um that's why i marked that when i saw him oh there's two cops who are just normal cops non-top non-stop and uh looking into all of these different because there's so many crimes that take place over the show that just constantly gets tied together and it's hilarious the uh the uh older cop um i don't know the actor or the character's name see i'm not good with names but that's not the point the older (laughs) cop is absolutely hilarious he just doesn't take shit from anyone and he has a lot of one-liners that are just really sarcastic and really funny and then the bad guys which is the inspiration for the name of the show are called the men of the machine and they 
have a soul swapping machine that they can use to swap bodies between and they can weaponize a soul like one episode i think episode seven is called weaponized soul and they put a a uh uh hammerhead shark inside of a cat and you just look at this cat but then all of a sudden a shark comes out and eats people it so it's based off a book by douglas adams so the most popular thing he's ever done is hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i would guess and you know how freaking zany and quirky that show is or i mean that movie is just put that into a tv show and it's just amazing okay the book though the book for hitchhiker's guide i would have much rather see max landis do a show of that than oh. what the movie was the movie is fine but like it is yeah, not the that's book. <laughs> that's an argument that'll last forever the book the movie will never be the book but in general it was still for what it was it was freaking weird. Like, it was good. I loved it, but it was weird. I know. That's, that's like, the one thing that annoys me about, like... Because there was a time when you could get weird-ass movies, like, released on, like, tons of screens. Like, back in the day, like, Terry Gilliam's Brazil was, like, a major movie. Like, it was a big Hollywood movie. And now, today, that would not be fucking made. Like, David Lynch doing, like, Blue Velvet and shit. Cronenberg like, movies would not exist today. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like... That's, like, whereas now, like, in the last, like, at least the last 20 years, it's, like, fucking, like, everything is basically, like, by the time it actually, like, gets out of the script stage, starts being filmed, and then gets get released, because, like, every fucking edge is knocked off of it, so it becomes kind of as, like, kind of safe as possible, which drives me fucking it's spoon insane. spoon-fed. They play the airplane game with you, and you're a baby, and here comes the mashed potatoes, and they're just like, <laughs> trust me, you're gonna like it, and you're like, eh, this seems like it's more of the same, um, which actually... Max Landis said at the at the um, what do Panel? you call those panels? That's the word. <laughs> he actually said at the panel that he was like, so with Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, it was a really goofy movie, but it wasn't fully Douglas Adams goofy. This show, he's not letting back on going full goofy. Like he's letting as much silliness and quirkiness go as is acceptable. I guess I don't know, like because it still had moments where it was like pretty intense and like what's i'm saying super it's like it's about like the, it's, it's basically about managing tone like that's the thing that kind of drives me insane there's like it doesn't need to be all one consistent tone like it's fine for me at least to kind of have shifts in tone from like it'll make it's like joss whedon to talk about when he was doing um like buffy and there's like the basically the um kind of one of his hallmarks is like uh like drama and horror and comedy and like kind of shifting gears and he's like, um, like, how do you do that? And he's like, well, when it gets boring, you start writing the other. And that's the whole thing is like, I don't, I don't disagree with that as like a tonal thing. Cause it's like, that's the thing that the show is like the reason that the funny bits land as hard as they do. And the kind of more almost like scary bits land as hard as they do is because of the extremes. And like, if you don't have the extremes, it doesn't work as well, which is why, I think, even though I still am much more about film, like, I think, like, because uh, Cardinal is definitely a big proponent of, like, TV, and I'm, like, I know a lot of people were, like, bigger, I'm, like, and I completely get it, because there's a lot of things that TV does that uh, movies can't, especially nowadays, but, like, I'm, it's, like, the thing that, really, that TV can do that movies can't is you can have a show like Dirt Gently, because on TV, people are more willing to kind of just, like, a, just kind of give it like a chance to something kind of weird and kind of let it breathe and let it be what it is because at this point like every fucking network it's being we're basically in the second gold golden age of television like every network is trying desperately to get as much content as they possibly can 
So whether it's fucking Amazon, whether it's Hulu, whether it's BBC America, whether it's NBC, whether it's like fucking sci-fi, like whatever the fuck it is, like everybody's just so like trying so hard to get as much content out there as possible that you can kind of get anything now that you might be interested in, which is why a show like this exists and is getting a second season, like which makes me really happy. Oh, it happy. did get confirmed to get a second season? Oh, yep. that's so good. That night, Max Landis was posting like a bunch of tweets, and like uh, that was one of them that like it got confirmed for season two. Ah, oh, that's wonderful. Okay, so yeah, that oh, that makes me feel so good because I was nervous. Franny was like, "When's Dirk's comeback?" I was like, "It literally just ended." I mean, we're looking at at least like eight months. I guess would be the soonest because they, I mean, no, they but, probably haven't even started filming yet. No, they haven't. Um, I'm sure he's probably writing it now, or at least like getting in like the the the. the in the basically story sense to kind of get it ready to go. But yeah, like, I mean, I think, cause like, I remember I asked the question at the, the question I asked at the panel at con was basically like, if he was going to basically switch years to TV or if he was going to still do films. And it was oh, like, yeah, 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 that was yours. And he was just like, like right now I'm doing both. Cause I mean, like it's like, cause bright starts shooting. It was like, I think it was at that panel. He said like in a matter of months, uh, a matter of weeks, um, which is this new movie that he wrote, uh, directed by David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad, starring Will yep. Smith, um, that Netflix is doing. Because Wait, Netflix Bright is, is starring Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, he's like, and he's like, and God willing, if BBC gives us a second season, like, I'll keep doing this as well. And I was like, and I really hope he keeps writing comics, too, because one of my favorite comics of last year was uh, Superman American Alien that he wrote. So, like... I mean, I don't know how the fuck he does it, but I'm down for him to do as much as humanly possible because I really like his work. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like because everything's so... Like, for some shows, they can, like, finish filming and then in a month already, like, there's so little editing done that they're like, hey, it's out now. Whereas other shows, it's like, yeah, you've been done filming for, like, six months. When are we going to see it? So, I don't know. Maybe his work in specific allows, like, a lot of... Uh, space in his schedule like like he does this for like three weeks and then he's got this break to go and do this as opposed to like oh shit everything's overlapping well I think was I mean because in the end um right no matter what like at this point like he already wrote it so I mean basically like it's already being yeah. done so like he doesn't really need to do a lot from this point so really like um the only thing with like Dirk like he can probably like at the end like kind of just switch back into that even if he's like writing other stuff just because it just it's I know they like because the thing is he's the showrunner on that or one of the showrunners, and um, as I said, I followed it on Snapchat last time he was making it. I think they filmed the whole thing in like a month, maybe two months. Like there was um, not a lot of location changes, so I'd believe that. Well, it's, I mean, it's also just it means eight episodes, so like it's another thing. Yeah. It's like it's almost half of what your normal, even like your normal TV shows that are just like cable based, like thirteen episodes. Like it's only eight, so like. Yeah. I feel like it doesn't take a lot of time to actually produce, just by virtue of the fact that, True. like, it's in such kind of short bites. That and Max Landis has uh, American Werewolf in London coming up that he's making, which is going to be so probably not as good as the original, but it's going to be so cool. One thing, I mean, I'm not, it's, I don't know, I'm not going to say I can't compare it to the original, because I guarantee I will, but, like, at the same time, like, I kind of want to go into it as much as just kind of, like, this is a completely Street original werewolf form, movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing is like happens every time. The original is like, as far as the articles I read, the original is like one of the most like perfectly crafted horror films of all time. And I've seen it, and I loved it. I saw it when I was younger. My mom really likes it too. That's the only reason I've ever seen any horror movie. And uh, 
yeah, that is like considered not like the best horror movie of all time, but as far as what it is, you couldn't change it in a way to make it better. Like it's just perfectly crafted. So what you you can't try to compare something to it. And if it is, let's say this one's equal to it as far as like the technical skill and what makes it a perfect movie, it still might not be as good, even though it's still a perfect film, if that makes sense. Well, I mean, the thing is, like, I feel like, even though I don't think it's dated, per se, like, I definitely feel like, I mean, to a large extent, it is a product of its time, and, like, mm-hmm. doing a new version in the world we live in, like, I don't think that it's it's gonna be the same movie at all. I don't think they're even... I, I, it's it... only, I, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just, because I, I thought about it in, like, The Flash and stuff. I almost hate movies set in today's age mainly because of like the role that like social networks and smartphones and stuff play into them like all the stuff you've shown me is obviously like the classics or the greats or whatever and all the comics books you're showing me are mostly either early 2000s or older and i love those as well and like when i'm reading them i was like it was a simpler time (laughs) it was a better time like i freaking like watching the flash and they have the smartphone and he built this app and it like oh if someone says something it pings on it i'm like no no i don't for some reason the current age doesn't sit with me in storytelling at all like i don't like it go back 20 years and that's where you set everything just cater to me hollywood well, no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, in the end, like, I'm, I am I want them to do... Because, I mean, that thing is, like, it's... Even though it is kind of a bitch that every fucking... now Every horror movie now has to find a way around cell phones, which I always think is hysterical. Yeah. Where it's always just, like... It's like, oh, God, I don't have any signal. Like, oh, God, my battery is dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's always <laughs> it. Oh, we're in the middle of... Okay, we're right outside Detroit. But still, no signal! It's like, have you seen Which... the Verizon commercials? I'm pretty sure you have. Are you on Boost Mobile or something? Fuck you. The town I grew up in, you can lose sound, you can lose signal for no fucking reason. Uh, it's completely possible. But, um, but no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's one thing that, like, but at the same time, I was like, if you don't make it about now, then, like, what's the point? Like, if you're just going to see, like, movies know, that are basically about, like, 30 years ago forever, like, eventually that's going to get fucking boring or shit. <laughs> like, it's just, you have it's to have shit and push vision. forward. That's like, I'm, I'm, I, so haven't seen it yet i am gonna start because me and franny just got we're all caught up on all our shows there's a lot of like mid-season breaks on almost everything which by the way flash comes back in like what a month I, no i think it's not even that much i think in like a uh, flash and green arrow and uh, or sorry flash and arrow and legends i think start in a matter of weeks that's awesome anyways all of our shows are on break lucifer and all that stuff so which by the way you you promised me so we'll one day no you I said you'd get around <laughs> that's not that's neither here nor there I said there was a lot of shows we wanted to start watching, and one of them is Preacher. They don't try to update Preacher, right? There, that's in the time of the comic. Oh my God, is it updated? Yeah, because I mean that thing is like that's uh, actually I noticed when I watched when I read Preacher again a couple of years ago, not even a couple of years ago. I think it was like less than a year ago. It's my favorite comic of all time. But like I was like I was reading it, and I'm like this is very 90s, which is funny because like, when I first read it. I think they finished it in like 2000 or 99, something like that. Yeah. So like when I first like finished it it was like it didn't obviously feel dated at all and then like reading it like even like 10 15 years later i'm like this is very 90s and i don't mean that in a bad way like it's obviously to me it's my favorite thing ever in the history of comics to me it's totemic but at the same time it's like if you just fucking gave me a 90s tv show i'd be like why are you doing that like <laughs> it's like the world go nuts oh wait that's well, not saying, the 90s like, is it yeah that's yes, it the 90s it is 90s but that's what I'm saying, like, it's like, again, it's like, I don't need, like, I'm, I'm okay with Preacher taking place now, like, and, is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's necessarily, like, 
it's not like, like in your face and like every fucking is like it's like ho oh, cassidy have you been doing the tinder app or something like, <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's not like it's in your face like now it just it's yeah. not like it's not like where people have kind of mullets and like uh, everybody yeah. smokes and like all that shit like damn it well we're gonna start that one anyways but let's get back to dirk gently or max landis i don't care which um <laughs> Because they're both amazing and it's one and the same. Which actually Max pointed out at the panel. Because there was all... Don't get me wrong. Had I had seen the show and then gone to the panel, I would have wanted to ask a lot of questions to all the people. Exactly. But at the time, it's a bunch... It's mostly unknowns or completely unknowns because Elijah Wood wasn't there. And it's like, what do you expect? We're going to ask the person who created it. Who everyone's here to see what they created. Because at the panel, he was like... I think it was like three questions in. They were all directed at him. He was like, "You've got all these wonderful." That was me. That, that was, was you. My question. Okay, so, <laughs> he so, was like, "We have the whole cast here," and I'm just like, yeah. "I don't know who you are." And for that matter, I was like, "I don't want to be a dick," but like, if fucking Elijah Wood was here, you don't think people were asking fucking Frodo questions? Like, let's let's fucking yeah. Let's, let's, oh my like, god, they would just here. be hitting Elijah. It would be it would be probably predominantly Elijah and less Mac Landis, but exactly. Um. Oh, dude, this is why I can't stop mid-thought, I guess, so... <laughs> Gone. On to the next one. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, again, like, now... Cause actually, I did know, before the panel, I did know Fiona Doroth, um, who that? plays Frank, the, the assassin. Okay. Um, because beautiful, but in the show, whoa, she is some kind of creature. Well, she's... Um, do you know who Brad Dourif is? No. Is that a he's real the question? Act- he's, an a- he's an actor. He's the voice of uh, Chucky, most famously. Um, oh, Okay. But he's also, like, he was obviously Charlie's, Charles Lee Ray in the movie. He was in One Flew of Cuckoo's Nest. He's been, like, a billion things. Like, he was in the... He was the one part... He was the one, like, stunt casting in Rob Zombie's Halloween that I didn't think took away from the story. Like, I thought he'd actually played his part, where it wasn't just like, Hey, kids, it's Brad <laughs> Dourif! Like, um... But, like, yeah, awful. it's... <laughs> it really was. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, Fiona Dourif I knew because she was in Curse of Chucky, um that's all i knew her from oh, was i was who like was she in that she was the main girl wait, the wait, one wait, wait. Cur- i haven't seen i haven't seen that was the most recent one right yeah okay yeah i haven't seen curse of chucky yet i've seen Brian oh it's really good that shit, but... like because oh, that was oh that's good news yeah. oh that's the thing is like actually like i remember seeing your review of that they were like it's so good that now the studios have to answer why they made it go straight to video instead of actually giving that a theatrical release which I do think is legit because I was like, if Seed of Chucky got a theatrical release, that should have gotten the theatrical. Like, I was like, because Seed yeah. of Chucky is okay, but it's like, that was like the thing. I was like, the most perfect movies of that franchise were like the first one, Child's Play, which I just have been rewatching constantly. I got the Screen Factory Blu ray for Christmas. And uh, Bride of Chucky, because Bride of Chucky was kind of like, they course corrected and they were like, okay, this is already so on the edge of comedy anyway that we're going to kind of go in a more kind of a horror comedy direction with it. And it was perfect. Yeah. But then it like skews way too hard for, C- for Seed of Chucky into comedy where it's like, it just takes away from the movie and I don't like it at all. And it's so, like, by the time Chris and Chucky was around, I was like, oh, Jesus. And then I saw it, I was like, that was actually awesome. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I really liked that. Like, is it, it was- Seed of Chucky the one, like, is the final scene where they're like, crash the RV? Or is no, that Chucky Pride? Pride. It's Pride okay. I haven't seen Seed uh, of Chucky either yet, though. Yeah, Seed of Chucky is with, uh, obviously, the son at the end, that it came about at the end of uh, Brad. Yeah. Uh, and then Curse is after that, obviously. Um, so is Curse Chucky again? That's Chucky back? Yeah. Okay. Um, and at first, you you don't know if it, like, where it takes place in continuity, and then by the end of it, they explain where it takes place in continuity, so it's fine. 
Um, but yeah, so that's where I knew Fiona Dora, Dora from. But I did. I was like, what was I going to do? Be like, hey, remember when you were in, when you were in, in Christmas Chucky? <laughs> like, that, that was awesome. <laughs> like, that, that was awesome. Um, the guy yeah, who no. plays her, like, manservant, like, basically her Elijah Wood, um, the one he was to keep referring to as the black guy. Um, <laughs> Come on, what do you want me to do? That's literally the only thing I know. Well, about I know, I know his real name, but I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I, oh. I even looked it up on Wikipedia. I'm like, I have no idea how to pronounce it. Um, but I actually did know him too. I knew he looked familiar, and I couldn't figure out why. And he's actually in Four Brothers, like really, really briefly. Like he was like it was like ten years ago, so he was way younger. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I knew him from that. Um, but I don't think I'd seen any of the rest of the cast before. Um, so like Samuel Barnett, I think the thing is funny is like I don't think they intended for him to be necessarily be British. It is the managed to like, they picked the right guy. But I was like, if you're doing a BBC show and one of them isn't fucking British, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna be pissed. <laughs> like, come on, man. Come on, Elijah Wood, you're a decent actor. Just throw on an accent. In fairness, I mean, like, they have kind of vague accents in um, the Lord of the Rings series, and I'm okay with him not doing that again. (laughs) Okay, fair enough. But, yeah, I I had never seen any of them. I didn't know, but they all did great jobs, and I really enjoyed it. Like, the the very... I'm not going to explain the whole plot. We'll just talk about the points we like. Um, Like, aside from, obviously, what I did earlier. But I'm not going to, like, go through each episode. But, like... Hands down, the whole the whole thing. The Frank, the assassin, is trying to hunt down Dirk. That's her her intuition. That's her like. I know yeah. I have to do this thing. And then at the very end, she finally gets the opportunity, and she uses the bullet on one of the bad guys. And then she's just like, "Bye, Dirk." <laughs> she and you're just like, what? "What? We just spent like six episodes of you just murdering to try to get to him." And then she turns to the to the other gentleman. She says like, "Let's go." these people are wackos and they just walk (laughs) out and it's like that kind of stuff that that's the whole tone of the show is like is nonsense it's utter nonsense you don't really know what kind of uh turn it's gonna take yeah what's i'm saying like i mean like that's why i like it about it is it like it's so like even though it's i can't even say it's unpredictable because you know where it goes before it gets there it's predictably unpredictable you're like this is not going to be what i think it's going to be oh i was right in being wrong about what's going to happen wow like it's it's uh and then the ending left way too much open oh my god like if they hadn't this would have gone because i I watched uh, a watch mojo list of top 10 movies with unanswered questions with cliffhangers um there was another one for television shows as well like firefly obviously got canceled and they're like but what about this that show if they had not renewed it for season two would have pissed me off to no degree because the end the entire militia shows up on each of the the rowdy three frank dirk and um am i missing anyone no I mean, all the characters basically are in trouble. So basically, all you gotta go, go with at the end. Yeah, sure. but anyways, and the, but it's not like a few cops show up and you know you're getting taken away. It's freaking like Frank is standing there and a tank points at her while there's two dozen guys with AK standing around her, and it's like she has. I think she has the gun in one hand and she picks up a rock and she's just got a rock in one hand. And she just smiles. Like if you walk away on that without giving me another episode, are you kidding me? Last oh. thing is like the thing that like I I do appreciate now is I feel like more things as I said before every network is like so I don't know every outlet is so kind of hungry for content that I feel like we're less likely to have like another Firefly situation or like Veronica Mars situation again where basically at this They'll point take it's the flop like before they just leave it exactly well, because it's just like it's like we need content so unless we unless we have something like really strong to replace this with. And like this is tanking. We need to like we need to keep doing it because like there's an audience. Even because I think a lot. Like I mean, if you actually look at like 
one of the biggest shows ever is Breaking Bad, but Breaking Bad didn't really get super popular until the end, and that was mostly because of Netflix, yeah. because people kind of binged through it before the end. And then, so, like, that's the whole thing, is, like, that's the way people consume content now. So, basically, you have to kind of produce content in that format of just kind of, like, realizing that this might find an audience. And kind of, like, I mean, like, Supernatural now, I feel like it's the most popular it's ever been. Oh, and, my God, that freaking show and that freaking fandom is everywhere, and I don't get it. It's, well, it's funny to me because um, I watched um, – I was really, really, really into it until, like, season five was, like, my – I feel like that was the peak of the show. I still continued with it until, like, I think, like, season eight. And then, by, like, season nine, I completely lost interest. And now I think they're at, like, they're about to start season 12. And I'm like – Yeah, yeah, they just finished 11. Yeah, but as I'm saying, like, and again, I'm not, I, I, I do get it because, I mean, basically, like, it, it checks a lot of boxes. Like, if you're a girl, like, you have, like – I mean, they, I think they killed her off, but like, um, like a major lesbian character who's also like a geek icon in Felicia Day. Like you have like, um, if you're, Dude, if this you year to... it was all, I read it. I read a, an article about that. It was like every television show killed off a major les- lesbian character. Like, uh, uh, what was it in the orange is the new black. That one lady died. The one the 100. about in supernatural. I think game of Thrones killed one. There's this show, Game of Thrones kills everybody, so I guess that's not a good example, but there's this one show that I've never seen, the main character is like this bad bitch with, and I mean that in like badass, not like an awful person, you know it, 13, what? The 100 I think you're talking about. Yeah, and she's got the black paint on her eyes. Yeah. Yeah, there was a huge lesbian character that died, and that was like every, this year, that was like the hot thing to do, was like, is there a lesbian? Hey, where's that? No, murder that bitch. How are you going to do it? Don't worry about how we're going to do it. Get her off the show. Well, in fairness, I mean, 100, I think it was because, like, the girl had, like, another show coming up that she was doing, she was signed for. So, granted, yes, they could have found a better way to get her out, but it's, like, um, I mean, the thing that shows have been doing for a hot minute, basically using, like, a plot device, which I get, because it's always been a plot device, because, I mean, that's just fucking life, but, I mean, at the same time, it's... I don't know, like, it's, I don't know, it's weird, because it just, you have this, where, like, you, I don't think, like, obviously, it was, like, a fucking plan for the year to have everybody fucking kill off a major lesbian character, it just happened to be coincidental that, like, everybody had this kind of the same thought at the same time, and we ended up in this place. No, it was definitely a plan, Illuminati set it up, don't you, didn't you learn anything, man? Come on. Oh, yeah, no, but the reason, uh, like, the reason I got on that thought was just because, um, like, Supernatural, like, I get it, because, I mean, like, if you're, like, um, basically, it kind of hits every kind of possible. It checks all the boxes as far as like genre stuff that you can possibly hit. Where like you have monsters, you have like hot dudes, you have like fucking like. I mean, it's, 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 like you have like fucking long overarching storylines. You have like it's, basically whatever you fucking want from your television. Basically, you can get it from Supernatural. Granted, I think now it's the least interesting time that show's ever had, but a lot of people would probably disagree with me, and they clearly love it, and that's that's fine. Like I'm not I'm not saying that like necessarily I'm wrong or right and they're wrong. I'm just saying I just don't have interest yeah. anymore. That's definitely a point to be made for Dirks is that that show has 
everything. It has, like, super emotionally distressed main character. It's got, like, sister who's finding her way in life because she's, like, mentally deranged because of her disease she's got. It's got the quirky, funny, upbeat got main, like, protagonist who's always, everything's good, don't you worry about it. You got the super badass assassin chick who just kills anyone on a dime. You've got the nerdy friend. You've got time travel. Sorry, we didn't mention that yet. You've got time travel. You've got soul swapping. You've got bald white dudes that just smile and they look like they legitimately look like Nazis and all they do is just follow their leader. That might be an allusion to Hitler. I don't know. I'm not that deep. But anyways, like that show has everything you could possibly want. And even if you don't like one part, every episode spends like, a solid 10 to 15 minutes on one character before switching off. It's not like five minutes here, five minutes here, five minutes here. Well, no, and like, plus, I mean, everybody matters, too. It's also, I think it's cool. Like, Yeah, as time I mean, goes on, they start crossing. Like, the first, I think it's, like, not till the fourth episode that two people finally cross, besides the Rowdy Three. They just show up wherever they want, when they want. But, yeah. like, the main play doesn't start showing up till that. And then it's just random crosses. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, they saw them here. Oh, they helped them get... And it just keeps adding up and adding up. Oh, exactly. I mean, that thing that I think is cool is that we're, like, everything matters and, like, nothing is just kind of there by coincidence. It's all... There was a, there was a point to all of it. And it was all... Like, you don't necessarily know, see the big picture till like, the end. It's just, like, when... um, I don't remember if you ever watched, like, Arrested Development. Um, a lot of people didn't like the fourth season of it, but I really did. Just because, like, that it was, was the a one bunch... on Netflix where it was like yeah. a bunch of hour long episodes or something, right? Well, they didn't, they weren't necessarily, they were just kind of like, they, it's on Netflix, you can kind of do however you long, want for episodes. So, like, a lot yeah. of shows don't really have, like, it's like basically like at least 40 minutes um, at most, like, an hour. But, like, it's like whatever you hit in that time, whatever. Like, we don't have sponsors, so do what you want to do. Um, but yeah, like, season four, um, it basically had to be um, because all the actors are now kind of doing other things. They basically had to kind of film a bunch of like kind of episodes that were basically like solo episodes that kind of add up to a whole. And a lot of people didn't like that, but I was just like, and at first I was like, this is weird. But like the more I watched it, I'm like, this is awesome because that's the whole thing. It's like in the end, it all adds up to a whole. And that was the thing I always liked about uh, Earth Development in general was that it's like a show that definitely rewards repeat viewings and it's a show that's clearly meticulously planned. Because, like, it's so dense and layered that you notice things on, like, the fifth viewing that you didn't notice on the fourth or the third or the second or the first. So, like, that's just... The most recent show that that's... The most recent show that's happened to me on is Rick and Morty. Every time I watch it, there's, like, a slide one-handed comment on the side that I'm like, oh, shit. And then I giggle, because it's absolutely hilarious, but... Well, also a Dan Dan Harmon thing, because Dan Harmon on Community did a similar thing, where it's basically, like... Oh, true, true. A, like, continuity matters, and B, it's all kind of, like, everything, it's, like, to a large extent, everything matters, so, even though it's ridiculous, so. Um, all right, so let's, let's, let's slide on out of Dirk Gently, just wrap up, final thoughts on that, you got anything to say about it? I mean, I don't know why we're sliding out, because I still have more thoughts, but all right, fine. Um, <laughs> drop them, drop them now, take, take your time, it's just that last episode, I didn't get to ask you any who would win in a fight questions. So I've, I got, I'm a man with needs, Patrick. You, I'm insatiable. Please me. Please me, Fair Patrick. <laughs> um, but no, well, take no. your time. Like, uh, it, you know, as much as you got to say, because I've got a, a final thought as well, so. Okay. Um, well, I don't know. Like, basically, the main thing I would just like that it was, it's very rare that, like, things actually do live up to my expectations, and that show was pretty much it like it's like i waited patiently for it for quite a while just like me him her 
and both of which, but I think because the whole thing is because Max Landis does stuff where you don't really know what to expect. So like by the time you actually see it, you're just like, it's not at all what I was expecting because I didn't know what to expect. It's just like the reason I have an issue with both Rogue One and Force Awakens was because like I had a very specific idea in my head before I saw them of what they were going to be, and then what I thought they were going to be and what they actually were clashed. Whereas like pretty much everything Max Landis does, I'm just like, I don't know what the fuck this is going to be, but I know I'm probably going <laughs> to like it. So it's like I walk in, I'm like, yep, I was right. Like that, I liked it. Like that was what I wanted. So like. Pretty much across the board. Like, I mean, I feel like it's probably the best work that Elijah Wood's done probably his entire career. Um, I feel like, I mean, like, everybody across the board in the cast was fucking, like, spot on. Even, like, the characters that are more kind of over the top, like, the men in the machine and, like, Friedkin. Like, it's all characters that, like, like, because, like, the thing I think is funny, like, the, 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 the second leader of the men in the machine, um, I can't remember his name, the glasses that talks like this. Um, oh my god, yeah, 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 the, the fat guy with the beard. Rimmer, I think his name was. Um, he uh, used to be on Battlestar Galactica. I didn't even recognize him until somebody like mentioned it, and I was like, holy shit. Like, everybody in that show is like playing against what you would think from them, or what you've mm-hmm. seen of them, and it's fucking beautiful like, across the board. Like, nobody fails. Like, it's like, Dustin Milligan, even being with the, basically the comic relief of it, and only getting like a handful of scenes, almost kind of in a lot of ways, steals every episode he's in because he's just. Oh my god, really the really last good. episode. Oh, yes. Oh, the very. Oh my god, that cop was my. Oh, all right. I'm not gonna say it. Keep going. Yeah, no. I mean, that's actually one of the few that you actually can spoil <laughs> because, like, that one they don't really show you in advance. But um, but no. But yeah, like I'm saying, like, and actually, that cop, um, the one at the end, uh, like the the younger cop, um, he. I had seen in like a million things, like the most recently in um, Straight Outta Compton, where he was yellow, um, and like that was the best performance I've ever seen from him. Was that show? Like everybody across the board, I've seen all these people in other things, and all of them were doing like career best work on that show. And I think that speaks to like a just the craft of making it, and b just kind of the fact that people cared about it. So yeah, like the, when you, I less love when it. you're wa- when you're watching it, it. it... Like at first, because I texted you, like I think immediately after watching the first episode or the second episode, mm-hmm. it starts off almost like comically goofy. You're like, oh, bad acting, bad story. This is kind of like for me, obviously, being someone who doesn't know any of Max Landis's work or even Douglas Adams for that matter, besides the Hitchhikers. And it start it starts off so goofy. Like the men of the machine are over the top like brainwashed guys they just smile they don't really say much and you're like wow that's really shitty but as the story goes on you get like not only the story but you get a lot of depth from why the people are like that so they they explain why the performances are as such so when you say it's like because the the younger cop the is he hispanic or i think he's some yes he he uh like his performance is not goofy at all like it's super serious and at times kind of like heart-wrenching you're like this guy's going through some shit or Dirk's gently from Dirk gently Dirk gently remove the s I'm working on it from the very beginning you're like okay he's over the top goofy and then like four episodes in you start to understand why he is like everything just makes sense you have to get over the the crest of like episode two or three and then it just all creates like this this culmination of a really really good story i thought because franny said that she's like why are they so weird i'm like give it time it'll get better 
Well, that's the thing is like my whole thing is like I'd actually said to you because like um because you're like the second and third episodes like I was like well my thing is like every show the first season is always either like just like if it's if it's across the board amazing it's the exception and not the rule because usually the first season yeah. is basically where everybody's just trying to figure out what the show is so basically like the directors exception and being writers Jessica Jones. Well, no, I mean, the Marvel series are a different thing because Marvel series, like, they're basically <laughs> taking... Well, because they're basically taking arcs that already exist in comics and just moving them from one thing to another. True. So basically True. just about f- figuring out tone. Um, whereas, like, shows like this and everything, it's just, like, a matter of, like, basically you have to... Like, it's even Buffy, my favorite show ever, and the first season's the weakest season, probably, because it's the first season, basically, where everybody's trying to figure out what works and what doesn't for the show like tonally and like as far as characters and everything so as i'm saying like i i knew it was gonna get a little bit wobbly and then like the fact that they, they course corrected less than halfway through and completely figured out what the show was that is a, a feat in of itself or maybe like, maybe that was intentional i don't know i mean who knows but like i definitely like it's saying like i was just like when i had people because I, I watched literally like um every episode the week it aired because i knew how important like the actual rating because usually like i get things through less than <laughs> the perfectly legal means no, what are you talking uh, about no we pay for it i have um, like six cable accounts just to make sure i don't miss something <laughs> but like that one i made sure to watch on the bbc america app every week that it came out because i knew how important ratings were for it and i knew like i don't have bbc america but i wanted i knew how important ratings were so i made sure to like get my views out there and I'm glad that it seemed to have paid off because, like, I remember, like, even before they announced the season two was done, uh, Max was, like, posting on Twitter. We just, like, it's like, ratings have actually been really good. And, like, and I was, like, I'm glad because, really, like, not everything. Because it's, like, at this point, um, you get Sherlock whenever the fuck they feel like it. Um, you get Doctor Who, like, when Moffat can swing it. Like, it's kind of, like... The BBC America or BBC in general isn't as consistent as it once was, um, not necessarily in quality, but just in terms of like things actually coming out and existing. Scheduling, but, uh, yeah, but um, but yeah, like this, like that's what I'm saying. I'm really hoping that season two happens soon because it's just like I want to just fucking have because like, I miss having. Cause, like, I mean, yeah, I watch a lot of shows now. Like, I watch like pretty much everything on the CW that's superhero related, and like in oh Shield. God, you watch so many shows right now. I know. I know. Game of Thrones, um, you're caught, yeah. catching up on Walking Dead. You wa- Oh, my God. I couldn't oh, do I'm it. I can only handle, dead. like, I, I just finished my, oh, by the way, world record for Kevin watching his way through all nine seasons of The Office, two weeks. Suck it. You're a sick son of a bitch. Jesus. I don't care, dude. If you're like, hey, this new thing really cool came out, but we could just throw on a random episode of The Office, I'd be like, do it throw that episode on i'll don't even i'll just guess which number episode i'll guess the title of it that's one i know every character's name that show as earlier said is the exception to the rule of me not knowing shit like that show is my jam Continue. fair enough fair enough i mean that's you know, I mean, i've never been like that huge of a fan of it i don't dislike it but i mean i don't have any like gratuitous love of it um but yeah no i'm just saying like it's just i don't know it's just nice to like i now have something to look forward to i mean like, i'm obviously i'm already i have to wait um because it's gonna be later because usually um game of thrones starts in um like late uh winter early spring 
um, like maybe sometimes like mid spring, whatever. Like this year, they're actually waiting even longer because this is the first time where like the whole show, basically the whole time, has basically been teasing like winter is coming, and the whole thing is that now winter is here. So they're like, we're actually going to wait until like it actually is winter. So they're shooting it now, and so it's going to be out later. And I'm like, fuck my life. Um, good to have, I mean, I already have enough shit to watch, but at the same time, it's just like, it's one more thing that I love that I actually like. And some of the, some of the things that like, even I could watch like, cause me and Franny watch a lot of sitcoms. I could watch like every episode, like all the new episodes of like new girl and Brooklyn nine, nine and modern family and Goldbergs that still doesn't make up for that one episode of the flash. I want to watch like, even though I have stuff to fill my time, there's things that are just too high up in my and i'm assuming that game of thrones is like that for you is that's just too high up in my personal priority list where i'm like i don't i don't care except the office i'll watch that again i'll bide my well, time no, i mean that. all of those shows like i mean like my favorite shows are like uh flash game of thrones daredevil like but at the same time I mean, oh like, daredevil oh netflix there's always gonna be shit that like i want to watch at any given time that's why i was actually like I was actually really looking forward to this this whole break with Flash and Arrow and Legends, Legends and shit and Aiden's Shield. It's like, okay, I'll, have, I'll finally have time to watch things that I've wanted to watch for a long time, like Penny Dreadful and Bates Motel. Didn't watch any of it during this break, <laughs> literally. I well, it's not up, like you just watch shows either. You watch like 6,000 movies a month. Yeah, that's what I think. I, was, I, I spent most of the time just like catching up movies. Like, I watched the entire... Uh, like extended editions of Lord of the Rings and like stuff like that, and all like, the ones I got for Christmas, like all the Criterion and Scream Factory stuff of like the last few months. So like I've been basically working my way through a lot of stuff, and I've been rewatching Twin Peaks because Twin Peaks comes back in April. So that's also another thing. Oh, well, theoretically yeah. in April. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Well, moral of the story is Dirk is Dirk Gently is a great show. Check it out. Yes, it is. At least I hope you check it out. And it's all for free uh, to stream on BBC America. And it's supposed to be in ne- on Netflix or coming to Netflix or something. It's on international Netflix, which means it'll probably be on regular Netflix, like American Netflix, by probably, <laughs> I would assume, like, um, I would assume probably by, like, the new year. But, like, we'll see when. I mean, like, I would presume probably within, like, six months, but we'll, well see. Well, just, I mean, Patrick did it through uh, the BBC America app and sending it to AirPlay. I did it through the BBC America app and sending it to the Chromecast. You, there, you've got all the opportunity to watch it, and if it hit Netflix, I mean, everybody's got Netflix and a smart TV or a smart box or a video game system, something. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely check that out. All right, boom, let's slide into it. This is the part of our show, which we don't have a name for it yet. We haven't thought of something <laughs> clever, but this is where I asked Patrick a bunch of who would win in a fight questions because they are my i just i get so intrigued by hypotheticals i ask a million would you rathers in a day to friends at work and stuff like this my favorite of all time being here i'll ask it to you patrick real quick would you rather change gender every time you sneeze or not be able to tell the difference between a baby and a muffin i don't even know what the fuck that means i guess gender. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You didn't even think it through. Uh, yeah, okay. I don't want to eat a baby, so yeah, I mean, I don't want to think it through that much. <laughs> I do love a good muffin, but at the same time, babies are super cute, and in that scenario, you can't tell. I don't want to, yeah, I mean, I'd be basically killing someone's child. <laughs> You'd be holding your niece and just petting a muffin. You're like, I don't know what's going on right now. He's freaking out. Anyways, that's my so that's the kind of shit I do on a daily basis. All the people at work. There's this one guy, Anton, who just doesn't want to answer him. He's just like, 
dude, I can't. Like, come on. Like, I live for hypothetical stupid questions. So, without further ado, let's uh, start from the top. I'm just going to work my way down this list I have here because I really want to get through these, create some new ones because I didn't get to ask you any. Number one, Deadpool versus Aquaman. Oh, you fucker. Because um... <laughs> Deadpool, obviously, like, you can't, you can kill, but you can't kill him. I was gonna say. I mean, I guess hypothetically, I mean that's the thing. Like that's like it's like it's kind of like the whole like Superman versus Hulk argument, where basically like Hulk would have to win because Hulk gets madder the stronger he gets, or I'm sorry, gets stronger the madder he gets. So I mean, both is true though. You you weren't wrong with saying it the other way. (laughs) Um, That's what I'm saying. Like so, like eventually he'd be. But if you just follow that logic to its conclusion. Like eventually he becomes so pissed and strong that he would be stronger than Superman and then therefore beat Superman. Whereas like the whole thing is basically like since Deadpool has like the healing abilities and he can basically like heal from anything and kind of come back in any fight for anything. I was like, I feel like you have to say Deadpool, even though like Aquaman has like way more air disposal. I just feel like the fact that Deadpool would have the endurance of like I can literally, so, like, whatever you throw at me, I'm going to win, so... that That's what I was going to say. Could Aquaman... I don't know. Could Aquaman get him before his... So, like, for example, in, in... Let me paint a picture for you. Deadpool and Aquaman are fighting just at the beginning of the fight. Somehow, depending on the version of Aquaman you're talking about, because we all know he has super strength, like, that rivals Superman almost. He's got, uh, obviously, the ability basically, to breathe underwater water, slight telekinetics. Basically, he has all the powers of the Golden Age Superman... Where he had super strength, the ability to leap tall buildings in a single bound, because um, basically he can just jump really far, jump good, as Kevin Cardinal would say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, basically has all those abilities, plus he can communicate with sea life and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, well, no, so it's not just communicate with sea life. He actually has, like, a very mild form of telekinesis. He, in one, I, I can't, I don't know which run or which episode, in one uh, comic book, he actually makes a man go unconscious just by like fucking with his brain so much that's telepathy that's not telekinesis oh sorry 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 telepathy yeah um yeah yeah, no yeah that's that's yeah i mean it's i mean that wouldn't really work on deadpool because you only mess with one of the personalities and you don't (laughs) so i guess that's kind of but so for example uh you know he's got the armor that's impenetrable sort of sometimes depending on the aquaman and so let's say he disarms deadpool and can get him to a body of water, and then he gets, like, I don't know, a, a shark or a giant octopus or something to take him super deep to where pressure crushes his body. Could he beat Deadpool that way, or do you think Deadpool would get out of it? Deadpool would get out of it. As I'm saying, like, I literally just read um, the entire uh, Jerry Duggan. Um, Jerry, it started as Jerry Duggan and Brian Posehn, then it became just Jerry Duggan uh, Deadpool run. I just read, read the whole thing on Marvel Unlimited. Um, well, everything that exists so far in Marvel Unlimited. And I've kind of come to the conclusion that basically, literally, whatever the fuck you do to Deadpool, Deadpool will bounce back. <laughs> so, like, I honestly, I feel, like, I feel like Aquaman would come out here with the most majestic shit on the planet, and Deadpool would keep coming. <laughs> <laughs> He'd just be like, ah, oh, that kind of sucked. I'm back at you. <laughs> did, did, um, how did the Punisher kill Deadpool in Punisher versus the Marvel Universe? I don't remember. He I did. read that, but, oh. Like, Deadpool wasn't in it. It was all, like, other oh, characters. Okay. Well, because he couldn't kill that. Okay, that just solves our, solves the riddle. All right, uh, now on to the next one. I'm pretty sure these are both superheroes because you told me every country has a captain. So, Captain Britain versus Captain Canuck. 
Uh, probably Captain Britain, just because Captain Britain's a total badass. I mean, I really don't have, like, a particular, like, reasoning on that one, other than, like, I grew up with Captain Britain. I mean, I, I'm aware of Captain Canuck, but, like... Are they uh, just the same guy, but for different countries? Like, what's the... No, I mean, like, there's, I mean, Captain Britain is nothing like Captain America, or, like, I mean, it's, everybody's wow. their own thing. Like, there's, they have similar power sets, but, like, in the end, it's, I mean, they're different people. Personality um, so, wins in that one. So, yeah, so I would say, like, yeah, I mean, like, personally, like, I have more investments in Captain Britain, <laughs> so I would say probably Captain Britain. I mean, I don't know for sure, but that's that would make the most sense to me if I was writing it. And then who would win in a cage fat, it was cage fight between all the captains? Just like Royal Rumble of captains. <laughs> that Cat's America, dude. <laughs> <laughs> just it's just Captain America. Come on, guys. He has fucking how many years, decades of experience? Like, come on now. <laughs> it's true. He punched, he punched Hitler down. That's all yep. I'll ever quote him for. I don't give a shit of the other accomplishments he's done. He punched Hitler down all the while working for Hitler. It's crazy. Well, no, is he that's still the thing. The thing, a like, hydrogen? That drives me insane. I don't know, because I stopped reading that book because it was I was reading too many goddamn books. I was just like, things that I have no... Basically, my, my thing for reading comics is basically if I can't remember what was happening in a book by the time the next book comes out, I don't read that book anymore because I'm like, clearly I'm not that invested in it if I can't remember what the fuck happened. And I need to read like, a safe call. On. So yeah, so like that book I dropped because I was like, I have nothing against it, but it's just I have no interest either. Like I was just like, it's fine. But yeah, no, definitely... Um, that's the thing. Is like Hydra. There's this weird thing where people have this like thing where like Hydra being Nazis. Like they're not far off, but they're not quite Nazis. Like they're they're like I mean, like yeah, they're alt right. Red Skull. <laughs> I would say like Red Red Skull was a Hydra agent, and he was also a Nazi. But like it's just like he was both of those things. He wasn't just like both because of like it was like the Hydra. Hydra is basically just like a legion of fucking like they don't i mean they're like i don't know it's like there's certain kind of cannon fodder um in the marvel universe and it's basically like hydra and aim and the only reason hydra has a higher profile is because of the marvel movies now so it's kind of like all nazis are hydra but not all hydras are nazis kind of you know, all all frogs are toads but not all toads are frogs or something like that i don't remember the which way that goes but i <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> All right, cool. We'll roll with that. That's fine. Um, uh, number three, and I don't know enough about either of these guys. I just know they're bad. So, Dark Side versus Dormammu, and Kevin Smith can just suck it down and start saying Dormammu because if I hear Dormammu one more time, <laughs> I'm gonna burn. Sorry, Kevin. I love you, uh, but it's not Dormammu. I don't care that you've said it forever. Learn the correct pronunciation. I don't know, because I mean, that's hard, because I mean, like, the whole thing is, like, Dormammu, it's all about fucking, like, mysticism, so it's kind of like asking, like, if, like, the Joker, the devil would win in a fight, it's just like, I mean, I don't know if that's really a fair fight, per well, se. Well, what's, like, what's their, what's their, their skill set, what's their powers, I, I don't know either. Well, I'm saying, Dormammu would basically, like, the, like, kind of, like, if you, okay, basically take every kind of, um villain and like made like their hill major hero and their their villain like their major villain like it's always kind of the opposite number like we're basically it's like the same thing but coming at them from a different angle so basically like, if you think about it, like dormammu is dr strange's guy so obviously basically think about like the anti-dr strange that's basically how you kind of land okay. that dormammu um whereas dark side is kind of like if you because dark side is the one guy who superman has to work to beat in a fight 
and usually doesn't. Like, Darkseid oh. is a villain that you can actually have realistically be like, like, like it was in the New 52, where he's a Justice League-level threat on his own. Like, yes, he has the Parademons, yes, he has, like, all these other characters, but in the end, if you just have Darkseid, you still need the entire Justice League to take on Darkseid. He's, like, super strong, he's super intelligent, he's... He has the Omega Beams, like, he has the Anti-Life Equation. What are those, like, those, those, like, ice, like, are those, like, laser beams that come out of his eyes? Yeah, and, like, he somehow managed to, like, basically, like, send Batman back in time with them during Final Crisis. I don't really completely understand how they, like... I never, I never read The Return so of Bruce he, Wayne. <laughs> so he's yeah. kind of mystical, then. He's kind of got some magic to him. A little bit, but I'm just saying it's more, like, it's almost science It's more like science fiction than, like, fantasy. Like, I'd say Dormammu is more in the, the, the fantasy realm, and, like, Darkseid's more the sci-fi realm. I mean, if you're asking me right now, like, who would... I feel like Dormammu probably is, in the end, more powerful... But at the same time, like, I feel like that would be a weird-ass fight because, like, it's just, I don't know. It's, like, basically the best way I can think of to, like, kind of compare Darkseid is just kind of, like, if you gave, like, all of, like, basically you combined, like, Superman. Basically, if you gave, like, Doctor Doom, Superman strength, but also, like, the Omega Beam. Like, it basically, it's, like, it's, like, basically if you supercharged Doctor Doom. It's basically the best way I can kind of describe Darkseid. So it's like, if you're asking me, like, if a supercharged Doctor Doom would take out Dormammu, I don't really think so. But I feel like that would definitely be a run for each of their money. Like, it would, it would almost be like when Darkseid and Superman fight, where it's just like, I mean, who knows? Who the fuck knows who's going to win? I guess we'll see. All right, so we'll, just for the sake of the game, Dormammu. Yes. Okay, that's fair. I would I'd be this one isn't on my list but I'm going to ask it not okay. counting the movie cuz I feel like the movie didn't do his powers justice. So if you were to pit Doctor Strange versus the Avengers who would win? Like just Wait, the, you... just the movie Avengers. So like so in the comics so I did I did a little bit of wikipediaing of Doctor Strange and he's he borders on on the edge of limitless power. Like he's yes, Kevin. Now, like that, that the story of the movie is him when he first becomes. Not no, only... no, yes. So that's what I'm saying. Not the movie Doctor Strange. I'm talking like, oh, like now comic Doctor Strange with all the wisdom and all the powers he's got versus Iron Man, Captain America, and whoever else is in the Avengers right now. I mean, I don't see that happening just because he is an Avenger all the time. He has. Obvi- that's not the point of hypotheticals, Patrick. Fine. Uh, probably again, it's because mysticism is kind of like the, the 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 perfect kind of bullshit. We're just like it's like the whole thing. Like I remember um, Joss Whedon talking about like um, when he was coming back to comics and starting to write like for Marvel and stuff. He's like, it's like somebody, everybody's like, I will rearrange your atoms. Like everybody's fucking Doctor Strange now. And he's <laughs> just like, and I was thinking, I was like, in the end, like yes, Doctor Strange probably would win because in the end, like we're holding with magic, is you can kind of. This is not real, per se. You can kind of make it whatever you want it to be. And all the rest of the characters are kind of based in... Yes, it's kind of... It's definitely more of a science fiction-y place, but they're all based in kind of just regular science. Like, Captain America is like the peak of, like, human 
condition, like uh, Iron Man's at the peak of human technology, like blah, blah, blah. Like, in the end, like, I feel like since Doctor Strange is like your fucking, like, conduit to magic. Sorcerer Supreme. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would definitely say Doctor Strange would have to win. Because, I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like with magic, you can kind of say he can do whatever you want and you can't really argue. <laughs> like, whereas, like, if you yeah. say, like, Captain America is going to, like, fucking just, like, kick Hulk in the balls, and now the Hulk's dead. Like, <laughs> you're like, no, he can't. <laughs> but, like, if you say, like, Doctor Strange is going to, like, fucking, like, turn the Hulk into, like, a fucking sheepdog and bring him to the vet and have him put down, you'd be like, I mean, I guess he can do that. <laughs> just, what happened to the Hulk? Got euthanized, bro. Got a little crazy. You know, <laughs> Doctor Strange decided to do some voodoo magic. Boom, you got a sheep. And then all of a sudden, what do you do with a Hulk sheep? Inject him. Let's read a comic book where Doctor Strange just starts turning Doctor Strange versus the Marvel Universe. He turns them into barnyard animals and opens a freaking like uh, what do you call it? A petting zoo of Captain America's like a goose. Uh, you know, I, Iron Man's a donkey because he's a jackass. You know, see what ah Spider Man is not a spider he's a fly because that's what spiders eat like he just goes and starts turning them into random animals and then gets them all euthanized at the end just real dark they all get put down and dr strange is just sitting there with a pile of dead animals no no he gets them skinned tans their hides and makes a bunch of cool cowboy outfits out of them that's weird oh man million dollar idea right there but jot it down we're gonna copyright it before we release this it's it's Doctor Strange opens a petting zoo. Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. All right, so for the future, that was Doctor Strange. For the future, mysticism almost always trumps stand like sci-fi. Well, yeah, because you can always because you can say whatever the fuck you want as far as that well, goes. Well, that's not going like... to slow me down. I'm going to keep asking those kind of questions. So get Fair ready. Enough. Thor. Oh, sorry. This is number four. Well, technically five because the Doctor Strange one was off the cuff. Thor versus Lobo. Well, I mean, so the thing about Lobo, Lobo is, a is that I like, didn't really know anything about. So yeah, describe him a little. Well, there's a weird thing with Lobo. We're like, because like they were Marvel and DC were idiots and have people uh, like vote on the winners of certain fights Marvel versus DC. You have Lobo who has beaten Superman in one-on-one combat, was beaten by fucking Wolverine off-panel, because there's no way to explain that other than retards were allowed to vote. And I, I count myself among those retards. Like, I was like, Wolverine! <laughs> like, not thinking about, like, the actual ramifications of it. Um, so basically, it's like, if you break it down, I would say, that definitely would be a strong fight. I feel like Thor would probably win because of Molnir. But I feel like at the end of it, they would be having a beer on some random fucking planet in the universe at the end of it. <laughs> They'd be like, wow, we're both pretty bru- buff. We got long metal hair. Let's just go grab a brewski, brah. Because Thor yeah. says brah. He's a surfer, by the way. He's not Nordic at all. He's he's, he's just a Californian god. Let's get a brewski, brah. Well, I feel like they would both kick the shit out of each other, but they're both guys who would appreciate, like, just the other's skill in battle enough that eventually at the end of the fight, they no matter who won, they'd be like, let's go fucking have some mead. Like, let's, let's like, right. let's have weird <laughs> alien beer. Yeah, Lobo's way too hardcore for mead. I get that that's like an old like Viking drink. They were super badass drinking their honey wine, but Lobo don't play that shit. Okay, so well, I'm sorry, gun to your head, Thor or Lobo. You got to pick one. I said Thor. I just feel like okay. 
I feel like that would just be like no matter who won, it would be at the end of it. They'd be like the last panel would be like them like clinking glasses together. That'd be pretty hot. All right, so we got three more. Jesus, I'm gonna let you. Hey, I told you I was running this list out, and then I'm gonna create. You know, I'm gonna keep adding to it. I do every time I think of one. I'm gonna let you kind of pick pick this one. Um, actually, no, they're both. Ah, you know what? I'll start with this one. Boba Fett versus the Punisher. The I mean, ultimate bounty hunter versus like the ultimate mercenary. Like, I mean, I feel like, I mean, Boba Fett is endlessly resourceful, clearly, because in the extended universe, he's basically like he found his way out of the Sarlacc and everything. So, like, wait, he okay. did? That's a thing they did. They made in the expanded universe, which technically I guess doesn't count anymore because um, the whole reason they did. Um, the future ones basically because like the original the expanded universe was all like basically George Lucas being like I don't want to do more of this but people want it so if you guys want to write this write yeah, the fuck you want yeah he brings Darth Maul comes back yeah there's all kinds of weird shit um, but yeah so like if we're going just by the movie Boba Fett versus like what's well, thing is like that's difficult because like I feel like there's been like a million iterations of the Punisher too so it's like I can't be like the comic Punisher versus, like, the movie Boba Fett. Because the, the comic Punisher versus the movie Boba Fett, I feel like Punisher would win. Whereas if you had, like, the TV show Punisher versus, like... Slash movie. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, versus, like, um, the Expanded Universe Boba Fett, I feel like that would probably go to Boba Fett. So, like, that one, that's hard because there's so many different versions of them both that I'm, like, I'm hard to, I love to, like... when I come up with ones that aren't just, like, oh, obviously, are you freaking retarded? Is this one? Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, sorry. Like, I feel I'm like... My... Are you mentally challenged? my the gun to my head i would say probably punisher but like i feel like definitely boba fett could possibly have like an ace in the hole yeah right he'd have some sort of launcher off like his like where his dick is there'd be like a little rocket that out of nowhere like that iron man rocket that blows up the tank in the first movie that's just (laughs) sitting there under the cod piece and he's just like laying on the ground like oh no you got me and then he like hip thrusts little missile takes him out well, have you ever seen um, From Dust Till Dawn? I have seen parts of it, but not the whole thing. Well, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's the whole thing, Sex Machine, where he has, like, the codpiece gun, where basically, like, when he does something, it, like, pops up. It's, like, a tiny gun and, like, two, like, um, like bullet things. Like, you know, I don't I don't know the name of guns, but, like, the thing where like, the bullets are, the chambers. The the the, ma- the round magazines, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, like the, the, yeah, so it tastes like a cock and balls. So basically you're describing that with a <laughs> rocket for, for Boba Fett. Yeah, I feel like he would have one of those. Fair but, enough. Okay, so, uh, so gun to your head Punisher? Yes. That's hot. That's a hot way to live. All right, so this one, I feel like you'll have a quick answer to, we got to see Freddy vs. Jason, which is awesome. I want to see a thousand movies of slasher slash, uh, horror icon versus horror icon like it would be just hilarious to try to make a movie that it's like pinhead versus jaws and it's like he doesn't really operate underwater so he's on a boat trying to do his stuff and jaws just eats it like i think that would be awesome so a super generic one jason versus michael the two uh, badass tough guys just walking at each other in slow-mo jason jason well because jason is at this point Everything after um, Friday Six, he basically been a zombie. Like he basically, he's basically the living Walking Dead. So basically, whatever you do to him, he's gonna keep coming at you because he's fucking Jason. He's basically a fucking zombie. Uh, whereas Michael Myers, they established from Jump Street, 
they have never wavered from it that he's just a man. So like Yeah. Yeah, even so when the they kill him, quote unquote, the beginning of the next episode like or of the next movie, like I don't remember which, whether it was two to three or one to two or three to four. He uh is like gets all shot to shit and he falls and then disappears when no, he didn't disappear, he just went into the river and went down the yeah. edge of the river and then got out and this guy nursed him back to life and he yeah, so I think in the end, yeah, Michael Myers, they've always established as being just a man, whereas Jason is literally a zombie-killing machine. <laughs> okay, that's fair. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I thought, I, I, I thought Mike Myers was some sort of, like, mythical creature like he was. But, yeah, I guess you're right. Although, don't the Rob Zombie movies kind of fuck with that? I don't know, because I've literally only seen the first one, and I didn't like it, so I didn't see the second one. And they're so coming out with say. another one. I don't know if it's Rob Zombie, but they're coming out. It's not out. zombie. Okay. And it's yeah, in the, continuity, or is it? I have no... Well, typically, these ones aren't in continuity, so I don't know what the fuck they're going to do. I mean, they might do it in the Rob Zombie universe. They might do them in the old... I don't know. I honestly don't know. Okay. It's not a complete yeah. reboot, though. It's... I don't know, honestly. As I'm saying, like, when it comes... If it comes out... Cause they're really, they've been talking about the movie for, like, fucking, like, almost, like, ten years now. Um, cause I remember like right, they were going to do it like, uh, it was gonna be like Halloween 3d. Cause it was going to be right after, um, the guys who did my bloody Valentine 3d, were going to do it. And then it just never happened. And like, they've talked about having like a million people attached to it and it never actually happened. So we'll see. Just like the, um, like the, the Friday 13th, uh, like there, there was like a sequel to the reboot version that platinum dunes did. And they've been talking about it for, like, literally since that movie came out. It's been almost 10 years. And that still hasn't happened yet. So we'll see. But Damn. Huh. Well, I mean, that just sparked in my head. So here's another freebie off the cuff. The most adorable slasher fight in all of time. Chucky versus the Leprechaun. Chucky. Ch- but the Leprechaun, like, they cut his hand off and it just walks back to him. Yes, but but if you fucking throw a fucking shoe, he has to polish it. So like, how many shoes does Chucky have at his like? At, well, available? I'm just saying, like, and also, and Chucky, do toy shoes count? Ah. I don't know, but Chucky is cagey enough that I feel like he would probably. Well, I mean, I guess they both beat regular sized humans because they were very dumb. Like the other <laughs> thing, I was actually, I was like, as I was struck by when I was watching, like watching Child's Play as a kid, it's terrifying. You watch it as an adult, it's just like. I feel like I could take a doll. Like I feel like the doll would be. <laughs> well, that's me. like no, like the very the very end of it where she's like, "Talk to me, or I'm gonna throw you in the fire." And then he like tries to get her, and she's just like, "All right, in the fire." And she just like uh, really well, that, the, that, not that, that, that was that was like the reveal halfway through that he actually was alive. Oh yeah. At the like, end, yeah, like, worst comes to it. worst, you just toss him at the wall over and over again, and just don't let him hide under the bed. It's like just keep grabbing him and tossing him against the wall. You got him pinned. I mean, granted, they did establish that, like, he fucking, like, because that's, like, the end, like, he basically, they, like, basically parts of him are still coming at you, even, like, because it's, like, which is really weird, it doesn't make any sense, where it's, like, he can be killed because the doll body becomes basically more and more of, like, a human organic body, but at the same time, it still falls into voodoo mysticism bullshit, where, like, his fucking hand will be blown off and then, like, fucking keep coming at you somewhere around the building. Like, it's just like, <laughs> it's so fucking weird, but whatever. Well, yeah, Bride of, I think it's Bride of Chucky where they show the guy, like, opening the back of the doll and there's, like, a actual, like, muscle and spinal system under there and they're like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's not Bride of Chucky. I, I can't remember which one that is, but that's, I, yeah, no, that's not Bride of Chucky. Yeah. Okay, so you say Chucky would beat the Leprechaun because I, I vote Leprechaun. I haven't voted on any of these. I would pick the Leprechaun. <laughs> 
I feel like Leprechaun is definitely like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he whatever. He can but like teleport, same, kind of. Yeah, but also at the same time, as I said, like he has a dumbest weakness. <laughs> just yeah, like, okay. Or if you just find a four-leaf clover, like you got it. Yes. Which, by the way, I'm not even scared of the Leprechaun because it's you obviously fake. Clover. But if it was real... <laughs> Franny is a four-leaf clover machine. One day, this is not, I'm not exaggerating for the sake of a podcast. One day when we lived in Oswego, we went down to the uh, Brightback Park. She found 29 four-leaf clovers before we got home. She didn't go for like even 30? Yeah, (laughs) everyone's like, oh, four-leaf clover, you found one? She's like, yeah, whatever. Like she just, (laughs) I've seen this happen so many times where we're walking at a normal pace she looks down as we're walking, stops, reaches over, picks it up, and keeps walking. I don't know how. I'm slightly convinced she's a cyborg whose only mission <laughs> is that she can spot those out with her eyes. Don't know. Not even scared of the leprechaun. Come at me, bro. <laughs> Fair enough. Franny, he's back. She's like, all right, I'll walk in the yard for two seconds. Okay, got him. All right, so that was another off the cuff. This is the last one, I promise. We're going to wrap this thing up because we're running a little long. Okay. And this one, I think, is, like, for me, this is way more challenging than it might be for you, but Nightcrawler versus Daredevil. I mean, I don't know, because, like, fucking Nightcrawler is just, like, all fucking, like, bamfing around. I feel like at a certain point, although Deadpool's senses are such that he can probably figure out where he's going to be, so, like, the Daredevil. second he comes Daredevil. back, he'll just fucking, like, Billy Club him in the face <laughs> and knock him unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's so, yeah. What, in my head, that's what I thought, because it makes... I, okay, in the comics, you don't get anything, but I'm sure they've put little, like, words in there. But in the movies, you hear the poof, poof. Like, I feel like Daredevil, it's the bamf. minute he heard it... Yeah, bamf. The minute you heard it, it, he would just, like... Like, even if you were right behind him, he'd just throw up, like, the classic, like... Uh, it's not even a martial arts move. All the white people use it in Hollywood movies, where they, like, throw their fist up behind them, you know? They stand there, and it's, like, the hilarious, oh, you punched him in the face behind you. I feel like that's what Daredevil would do. But Nightcrawler's super, like, athletic. He's, his agility is absurd. He's got the tail. That's huge. Well, if they were, like, just fucking straight up, like, no powers, like, Nightcrawler, where basically would just, like... Mono mono. I still feel like Daredevil would probably win, due to the fact that he's so like well trained as a ninja to be basically a member of the Hand and the leader of the Hand for a brief period. But like, Wait, I he like, led the Hand. It was during like, the worst fucking era of the modern era of Daredevil. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, moving on from that, I won't put you through those flashbacks. <laughs> uh, well, no, it was yeah. Because basically, they went from the Bendis run, or they went from the Kevin Smith run, which was amazing to the Bendis run, which was even better, to the Brubaker run, which was a perfect continuation, to the Andy Diggle run, which ruined everything, and they basically had to have Mark <laughs> Wade fix everything. Chelsea got Go ahead. me a uh, Bendis, a Bendis-like collection, and I think it's the one that I was missing, so that's really exciting. But anyways, so yeah, he's obviously the, and we talked about this on a previous one, Batman versus Daredevil, he's like the most skilled martial artist in the Marvel Universe, or one of. Yeah, I was um, say, he's not more than Shang-Chi or, um, like, Iron Fist, but he's definitely one of them, yeah. I don't know who Shang-Chi is, but I trust Shang-Chi him. is Master of Kung Fu. Oh, okay, well, that's fair. Um, but he's he's one of, he's in the top three or top five, because, I, I don't know, I guess Black Panther is really good at martial arts, too. Black so. Panther and Elektra and, like... Uh, Daredevil's yeah, better than Elektra, we know that. <laughs> okay, so anyways... 
you've got that versus someone who is not necessarily a martial arts master but his like overall teleportation slash acrobatic abilities it like borderline martial arts master so who wins in a fight well as i said i feel like in the end daredevil could basically just use his powers to basically figure out what the fuck like kurt like, like the kurt probably or something exactly and basically he would be like he would either smell him like they've always said like the bam thing has like a sulfur smell basically he's going through hell or something um so he'd either smell him or like just kind of figure it out and basically yeah he would he would i feel like daredevil would put him down with a fucking billy club between the eyes <laughs> yeah because because nightcrawler doesn't have like Ex- like hardened skin or extreme endurance or anything he's just a guy who teleports so he would just be like yeah. uh, uh, down yeah um, i mean he's yeah he's, he's i mean yeah i mean that's his mutant power is the bam thing it's not the it's the that's i mean other than that, he's a normal dude he just looks weird he just looks awesome well no i'm just saying but like to the marvel universe i mean imagine if you saw a guy who looked at the devil <laughs> like you're like holy fuck yo <laughs> my old aim chat name was lucifer 515 i'm all for it no, yeah, I'm just saying, but it's just like, it's, it's, you have to kind of imagine, like, in real life, like, what that would be like to see that guy, <laughs> like, holy fuck. Yeah, it'd spook the hell out of you. It'd be like seeing, it'd be like seeing, ooh, that's who I'm, I'm not even gonna say what I was gonna say, because that's going on a future list, bitch. I'm saving <laughs> it. Alright, so, yeah, that wraps up another uh, Be 2. I don't like that name. We'll come up with something better. I said that before. Patrick, you gotta help me think of that. Okay. Um, we'll come up with something really clever, but either way... We'll wrap this 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 bitch up. It's we're running woof, almost to an hour and a half. So keep an eye out for the next one. Uh, we'll drop them every Friday, but we will throw some in between. Kind of you know keep you nut, keep keep you dick hard, keep you wet while we're working our way through this. Uh, and as always, come on, Kevin Smith, give us a job. Like we've <laughs> earned it. Come on, we've only got four episodes out, but we've totally earned it at this point. Give it the Gifted Punksters Network. Just like we, we can be, we can be your your, your little brothers, like your, your little brothers just, of yeah, awesomeness. Like use your skills to just like pump us like some sponsors, so we can afford some decent equipment. Maybe you know get us some sponsors, so we can afford to record together because we live a little bit away from each other. But we make it work. Be Indeed. generous. Like Indeed. I just was listening to Education. They were talking about. Oh, this is a fun fact for you. Do you know what, so if everyone's salary of the working, of the working age, if you took everyone's salary in the entire world and averaged it out and gave everybody one salary, how much would that be? So this is everyone from the richest Bill Gates who makes like a million dollars every like hour down to sweatshops in Asia that are making pennies on the day across the board. You you just averaged it out and you gave everybody one salary. What would it be? Do you take a guess? Like fifty bucks an hour. Uh, oh, sorry, yearly. Sorry. Oh, sorry. yearly. Uh, hundred thousand a year. I don't know. Oh, so this is gonna melt your face off. Seventy five hundred dollars. Seven thousand five hundred dollars on the year. That's psychotic. <laughs> That's absurd. That just goes to show you how poor everyone is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's like, definitely fair. Like, you know, obviously in America, we always talk about the top 1% and all that bullshit. It's like, yeah, that's cool. And if you took just America's statistics, the number would be much higher and we'd be bitching about them not giving us enough. But when you take in all these third world countries and all these people making no money, they don't even they don't even put a dent in it. $7,500 on the year. So 
With that being said, come on, Kevin Smith, be generous. Help us out. <laughs> We're pretty poor people, okay? I got I got bills to pay. <laughs> so do I, for that matter. <laughs> So this has been another wonderful episode of The Men of the Machine. As always, your smooth, seductive, sultry voice over here. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. He doesn't have any adjectives for his voice, but don't worry. I don't, I, I don't need to adjectivize my voice. My vo- I mean, Listen to it. Oh my god, that's I, hot. <laughs> no, I keep mean, going. I want to hear it. I've been told by girls they really like it. To me, like the worst I ever heard was like I got compared to, to Seth Rogen once, and I was like, "Okay, that that kills my <laughs> ego forever." Way I'm, to ruin I'm... my vibe, dude! I'm trying to make you so sexy right now, and you're just like, "By the way, I sound like Seth Rogen." According I to some people, I don't think that I do. Oh, but yeah. great! No offense, Seth Rogen, but you do not have a sexy voice. All right, tune in next week. Listen to us spout on about more nonsense. As always, it's been a pleasure. Mm-hmm.